shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, August 11th, 2022. This is episode 71 of the Human Hope Podcast. My name is Carlos Andigo with the Guzman Cabello. And I got one singular question for you. Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Come on. Hey, hey. What is going on, Human Hope listeners? It is the thick, hot, humid days of August. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am not a fan of August. I'm not a fan of anything that happens in the month of August. Actually, I can't think of one single thing in August that is good. Can you? I mean, okay. If some of y'all have a birthday or something like that, then happy birthday, feliz cumpleaños to you. I'm grateful you were born. But besides that, August don't give us a whole lot of good stuff. Besides, especially if you live in the South, besides humid, hot, sticky weather. Like, here's the thing. If you're in the mountains of Colorado, if you're in Southern California, at least most of the time, if it's 99 degrees outside in the middle of the day, you can walk underneath an umbrella and it's going to drop 10 degrees. You can, you, it can be 97 degrees during the day. And then come 7.30 PM and the sun begins to set, you're going to feel it drop 15 degrees. You can head to the beach and put on a hoodie in the middle of the summer, in the evening, have yourself a nice little bonfire, even if it is roasting hot during the day. But can I tell you something? If you live in Nashville, Tennessee with me, if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, if you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, if you live anywhere in the Southeast or Middle America-ish, you ain't getting that relief. It is miserable and it is all August's fault. That's it. It's all August's fault. August does it and I hate it. So um, 
I mean, can you tell that I'm slightly impassioned about it? Now, here's the one thing that August does give us. It gives me hope for September. That's right. Now, y'all may not know this. My birthday's in September. And, you know, I mean, now I'm at the age, right, where every birthday I celebrate is like just another gift. I'm like, thank God I made it another one. Um, That's just kind of what happens when you start sprouting some white and gray hairs on your face. Um, You're just grateful for another gray gray hair. Um, You know, gray is not even it. My hair is white. I mean, it's straight up like black Santa Claus kind of stuff coming out of my chin. And so I'm just, that, that's why I like August because it tells me September is coming. It tells me fall is coming. It tells me that uh, at some point we are going to get to enjoy and have a little bit more hope for humanity. Um, uh, you guys give me hope. You give me hope. Thank you. Uh, just thank you so much for um, thinking about me and praying for me as I take uh, these weeks off from really creating things that help people. You know, I, um, I, I, yeah, I just got to the point where I was realizing, man, I just, I'm creating, 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 putting out content, um, creating things for other people that I, I realized that I hadn't done anything for myself in a hot minute. And I'm not talking about just like a few days here of, of, you know, vacation or no, I'm talking about like a long extended absence from, uh, the social medias, the things that I love, I actually love to do. And as hard as it was to make this decision, it was the right decision. Now, I am telling you this, um, and I'm telling you that I made this decision before I have I've jaunted off into the world of analog, uh, where there is no Carlos on any sort of telephones. Um, a telephone is, is what phones were called before phones. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not plugged in for, you know, three or four weeks or five or two, or I don't know how long it's going to last, but I can tell you this, I need it and my soul needs it and your soul needs it too. And so, so knowing that, you know, um, everyone that listens to the human hope podcast, I know a lot of you that this is the only kind of digital content you consume a week. And so I'm grateful that it is me. I'm grateful that you let me, uh, lean into this, you know, it's speaking of, of rest, uh, think, speaking of doing the exact thing that I'm about to embark on or that I'm actually in the middle of embarking on when you listen to this, um, I, I have a message that I, that I give a lot. Okay. So, um, for those of you that know, I'm an author. It's what I do. It's, it's just what I love to do. So I've written four books. Uh, I wrote a book called moment maker. Uh, I, that came out in 2015, I think. Uh, then I wrote a book called kill the spider. Um, and that came out in 2018-ish or 17, can't remember. Uh, and then I wrote a book called Enter Wild, and that came out in 2020. Then I wrote a kid's devotional called Press Play, that came out in 2021. And I'm about to come out with another book in January. But one thing that I know I've talked about on this show before is my experience um, in Kill the Spider, right? Like I've talked about what that means. And if you um, if you, if you don't know what kill the spider again is, I've got a whole podcast episode on it that you can go back and listen to. Um, I think the podcast episode may be called like the, the time I lost my family or something like that. Um, it's one of the earlier episodes and it goes into my journey on trying to get rid of behaviors that were destroying my life. So that, um, 
that was very powerful. That was, you know, it's a very powerful story. It's a very authentic story. I think that's why the book is done really well. It's because I just kind of bare my soul and I let you know, like, hey, listen, like here I am, Carlos and the Cabello. I I made some decisions that have destroyed my life and I'm feeling the the effects of those even a decade after I did that. Um and you know, I've got to um that, that's just that's fresh on the tip of my mind every day. It is the pain that I caused and knowing that I don't want to cause that pain again, knowing that you know, it it it's something that I have to come to terms with every day, right? Consequences of sin. And some people, you know, they've never necessarily had to face consequences of sin. And so it is, um, it, it's, it's something that I think people appreciate that story because when they're going through it, their own consequences, it's like, wow, like Carlos has documented what it took for him to not have to um, live and in, in shame for the rest of his life. Right. And so obviously um, spoiler alert, Cliff Notes version you know, I not only killed my spider, uh, but I got the very things back that I thought I'd lost forever. But but here's the thing. Um, a lot of people that have struggled with anxiety and mental health disorders or mental health issues, depression, whatever it may be, um, you know, they read that book and they're like, well, Carlos, like I'm not, like it didn't fix me, right? So for, first of all, let, let me let you know, like I'm not, I'm not gonna fix you. My story's not gonna fix you. Um, but I, I constantly share my stories so that all of you can have hope that if a knucklehead like me can get through some of these things, then you can too. I promise you, listen, I'm telling you right now, you can too. But when it came specifically to my anxiety, okay, um, I, I've done numerous episodes on anxiety, on tools, all those things, but how I found complete and total freedom for my anxiety was not shared in the kill the spider. Cause that was more behavioral, right? Like anxiety is not a behavior thing. That's something that is that manifests inside of us. It's not like I'm like this morning, I'm going to be anxious. So let me be anxious. That's not what it is. So that being said, I wrote another book. That book was called enter wild. And in that book, in the middle section specifically, I go into what exactly it took for me to be completely and totally healed from my anxiety. And I want to let you know that, that I found my freedom from it in, oh man, I mean, this is going to have to be maybe 20, 2018, maybe 2018, 2019. Um, so it's been like three years where I've been completely free of it, three or four years. I mean, heading towards five. And in Enter Wild, I tell you my story. Now, this is where a lot of, um, this, is, this is where people are going to either be in or out. They're either going to be like with me or not with me. And I totally get it. I know there's a plethora of ideals and of religions and of um, thought process on how to overcome things uh, when it comes to anxiety and all of those things. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know mine, right? And so for me, it took the natural, right? All of the things, right? All of the diet and exercise and all the things and the supernatural, okay? Prayer, inner healing, um, heart sink, 
this therapeutic inner healing program. So it took me, it took both the natural and the supernatural combined for me to find complete healing. Now I'm here to tell you because of my beliefs, I believe that it, all it takes is the supernatural. Okay. For some people, that's all it takes. For some people, all it takes is the natural. Although I would, I would say that the natural is supernatural as well. Um, some people it takes both. And for me, I found that both of them together aligned my spirit and my mind in a place where I found total freedom. And I wrote that in my book, Enter Wild. Now, Enter Wild is split up into three sections, Enter Rest, Enter War, and Enter Wild. And those three sections are um, very important when it comes to experiencing all of the magnificent, wild things that God has for you, right? So that's why I call the book Enter Wild. I think the subtitle is like um, Exchange. I don't even remember what the subtitle for my own book is. I mean, it was like it was like Exchange Worry for Wonder and all sorts of things like that. But what it, what it does is it accelerates you towards not being mild in your life anymore and living wild. And for so many people, the crushing weight of anxiety and depression or whatever it is that you are dealing with uh, in your mind stop you from getting there. So this is what I thought I'd do today. Why not? I thought that I would play for you. I think it's only like 25 minutes. Um, a 25 or so minute message that I gave at one of my great friends, uh, Derwin Gray's church, Transformation Church in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and it was on my book, Enter Wild. And the, the beautiful thing is that you don't have to buy the book. Okay, I, I just kind of, I, I get into the crux of it right here. Um, you know, the whole, what, what I'm doing right now in my life in this, in this season when I'm uploading podcasts that I recorded a few weeks ago, um, I'm entering rest, right? And that, that is what I'm doing. Now, in the message, I get more detailed as to why that's important, okay? Then it moves to enter war, okay? That's the set. Now, that's the section where I battled my anxiety and I won, I beat it, and I claimed victory. Then it goes into enter wild. So once you get past you know, whatever it is you're trying to defeat in the war, now you get to experience them miracle signs and wonders. You get to experience the wild. You get to experience all the awesome things that God actually has for you. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've preached this message many times, uh, but I thought, you know, and I was just going to do it on the microphone right here, but I thought, you know what? Actually, actually, I think it's going to be better if I, if I let you hear kind of how I explain it to, I don't know, thousand of people on a weekend at one time and you can hear it. Then I'm going to come back on the back end and, uh, and tie some things up. Okay. So, um, thank you for listening. Um, if you think this is a, an episode that can help somebody in your life, um, make sure that you share it, um, and let them know that, that they can experience wild again. And, and, and understand this also know that like, I get it that not everybody wants to enter wild, right? Like not, but if you're like, Los, the last three years have been wild enough. Can I please enter mild? I get it. But you'll, you'll come to find out soon enough that, that that's not the kind of wild. I'm not talking about like Nick Cannon's wilden. You know, like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the wild that we were created to experience. So I think this is going to help so many of you guys um, 
So sit back, take some notes. I mean, this is kind of a note-taking thing. Um, there's a there are a couple of visual elements in here that um, you just kind of have to close your eyes and imagine. Uh, I use a lot of video v- visual aids when I speak, um, but just know that I believe that if you press into entering rest, entering war, and entering wild, uh, you're going to find a freedom that you didn't know was available. Here we go. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enter wild. You know, I I believe that there's many of us in this room right now or that are watching online that if you just take just just two concepts that I'm going to talk about today, I honestly believe that it can accelerate your relationship with the truth of the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm not coming here to tickle any ears today. I'm not coming here to, um, to make you feel good about something. I just want everybody watching online and everybody in this room right now to know that the only rescue we have available to us is Jesus. That's, that, that is it. That is it. I've tried all the self-help stuff. I've tried it all. And guess what? I mean, it got me like 60% better, right? Like, like we've been through 2020 together. We, we know what 2020 did to us. And so many people are trying to like figure out how to get over 2020. And, and so many Christians are just kind of like waiting for the, 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 the raging storm to just calm down a little bit. And can I tell you something? We were not created for this world. This world has nothing for us and the raging storm is never going to end. But we've got a God that will part the raging storm for us and we will walk to the promised land. It's, it's so available to us. 2020, I mean, a lot of us don't want to, you know, look back at it. But for just a second, we had the Australian bushfires killed over 1 billion animals. You, I don't know if you remember, that was the biggest news story on planet Earth. In January of 2020, over a billion animals are killed in Australia. That's all we were talking about. We don't even remember that was a, that was a story. And then we had Kobe Bryant tragically passed away. Pandemic spreads across the planet. My mother got COVID. She was one of the first people, 68-year-old mother in Los Angeles County. In March of 2020, I was terrified. I couldn't get to her. The Olympics were canceled. The tragic death of George Floyd. Civil unrest. Nova Scotia mass shooting. Flint had no clean water. A locust swarm of biblical proportions devastated African crops. Chowdrick Bozeman tragically passed away. A Saharan dust storm. The Beirut explosion. Our economy collapses. Unemployment. A presidential election that made us hate our own family members. Are you tired? (sighs) This world has nothing for us, friends. You know, and and the, the accumulation of event after event after event after event can make even the person with the strongest faith begin to question, does God have anything good for me? And I'm here to tell you, oh, not only does he have goodness for you, he has abundance for you. He has abundance. So you see, even in the midst of trials and trauma, his abundance is here. His goodness is here. John 10.10, for a thief comes only to steal to kill and to destroy. Let's talk about that for a second. 
The, the enemy is not coming here to irritate, bother, and annoy you. I mean, how many of us think, like, oh, I mean, there, there's the enemy, and he's here to bother me and trip me up. No, no, no. He's not here to irritate and annoy you. He's here to destroy you. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the half. Oh, not to the half. What's it say? Oh, to the full in abundance. But how come so many of us are living life to the half? We, we settle as Christians to life to 60%. I'm here to tell you, in spite of your situations and in spite of your circumstances, you can live in the full abundance of God. We don't have to wait till heaven to experience heaven. We can experience heaven on this side of the veil of heaven. It is available for all of us. And so the, the, the way I want to lean into this this morning for just a few minutes is to talk about what is it going to look like for us to not only exist in this world, but to thrive in this world as followers of Christ. What do we do? Well, the first thing that we all have to get to, the first thing that we have to understand is that we've got to hear the voice of God. If, if you want to live an abundant life, life to the full, you cannot do that if you are not hearing the voice of God. Now, I'm here to let everyone watching this know that every single one of us have access to the voice of God. All of us. Conversational intimacy with Holy Spirit is meant to be normal. Conversational intimacy with God is meant to be normal. And so I want us to lean into that because that's the first step to really experiencing this abundance that God has for us. Now, whenever I start talking about hearing from God, inevitably I see some of the looks right now. Man, people always talk about hearing from God. I don't know what his voice sounds like. I don't know what, are you sure this can really happen? Yes, actually, I believe that every single one of you today can begin to hear the audible voice of God. And that is going to be essential for us to step into this abundant life, this life to the full. How do we do that? How do we get there? Well, the first thing we've got to learn to do is to lower the volume of life so that the volume of God goes up, okay? If we continue with the volume of life so loud, you're right, you're not gonna hear the voice of God. But he is constantly speaking. The volume of life is so loud that we can't hear him. So those of you that may be wondering, well, how do I hear it? It actually has nothing to do with God not speaking to you and everything to do with how loud the rest of your life is. Lower the volume of life and the volume of God goes up. I mean, I don't want to blame something, but let's blame something, right? Like, like we use this thing as an alarm clock. This thing's actually been buzzing in my back pocket for the last five minutes. People are trying to get a hold of me while I'm preaching, when I, when I was growing up in the 80s, anyone grow up in the 80s in here? Okay. Yeah. Gen X. I actually had this thing plugged in my wall next to my bed called an alarm clock. Was it, all it was meant to do was to wake me up. That's it. Now I got this thing plugged next to my bed. And yes, it's my alarm clock. But also when it wakes me up, there's like 15 notifications waiting for me. 
and I swear, and we start scrolling, right? And before we even put our feet on the floor, we're filling our head with noise. There's data that actually shows, scientific studies that actually show, this is mind-blowing, that the first 15 minutes we're awake before we get out of bed and we're scrolling on our phones, we consume more content than my great-grandparents consumed in a month. In 15 minutes. And you wonder why we can't hear God. Because we were created to consume what we're consuming. We were created for that. So we've got to be very intentional about lowering the volume of life. You want to hear the voice of God. You want God to direct your path. You want to not question if you're walking in the ways of his word. Start asking him specific questions. Start lowering the volume of life. He will speak to you. You know, all throughout scripture, we have examples of God speaking to his people. We, we have all these examples. Like if we go to Exodus, I don't think we have this on the screen, but if we go to Exodus, you've got, I didn't talk about this in first service, but you've got the, the Israelites, right? They've been captive for many years. This is a great example of lowering the volume of life so that God can work in your life. So you got Moses, he's freed the Israelites and they're running as fast as they can. They've been slaves, right? They're like, man, get us out of here. I'm tired of that. And they're going, they're like, thank you, thank you, Moses. This is awesome. But then they get to the edge of the Red Sea. And they start to freak out. They actually start going like, they start to panic. And the volume of life starts getting louder. It actually says in Exodus, it says, when the Israelites saw the king and his army coming after them, they were very frightened and they called to the Lord for help. They said to Moses, what have you done? Why did you bring us out of Egypt to die in the desert? There were plenty of graves for us in Egypt. Now we're going to die in the desert. And they start screaming, they start yelling. And it's, I mean, it's chaos. And we can look at them and actually apply what they were doing to our lives. Because how many of you guys have been ever been freed from something that you were a slave to? But the second you're faced with a little bit of drama in your life, you want to go back and be a slave again. That's what they wanted to do. That, that's, that's what they, they were begging Moses, take us back, I'll be a slave again, now we're going to die in the desert. But I love what Moses said to them. Two words. He said, stand still. That was only 30 seconds of stillness and you guys were freaking out. <laughs> so quiet, why isn't he talking? Did he forget what he was going to say? I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Friends, we don't know how to do that anymore. We don't know how to stand still. Can I tell you what happened when the Israelites stood still? Lord split the sea wide open and they walked to the promised land. You want to see God perform miracle signs and wonders in your life? Shut up. Stop talking. Stop trying to fix it yourself. Stop rolling up your own sleeves and trying to fix it and allow God to split the sea wide open so he can lead you to the promised land. Stand still. Stand still. We, don't, we just don't know. We get to a red light, 30-second red light. We look at our phone like, oh, is someone talking to me? 
You want to pick it up, right? Like we've got to learn to lower the volume of life. I'm telling you, the volume of God is going to explode when you allow that to happen. He's constantly speaking. He's constantly speaking to us. He's speaking to us very specifically, very specifically. We serve a specific God. You you want to start hearing the voice of God? Lower the volume of life and then start asking him specific questions. New partner alert. Woo, woo, woo. That's right. That is the new partner alert siren. Yeah, we are partnering up with Butcher Box. I can't believe it actually happened. I love Butcher Box because they send me my tri tip. That is the cut of meat that I love to cook on my big green egg. Let me tell you how I like to cook my tri tip. I like to reverse sear that thing. That means nice and slow for about 30, 40 minutes and then turn up that heat and get that charred on the outside. I love it. And I love the fact that my tri-tip is 100% grass-fed beef. That is right. Butcher Box is the subscription service that delivers high-quality meat and seafood right to our doorstep. Every single month, it curates and sends me my curated selection of high-quality meat right to my door. It's an unbelievable value less than six bucks on average per meal. So this is what Human Hope listeners get. You get free bacon for the life of your membership plus $100 off. That's right. Go to butcherbox.com slash human hope and use code bonus 100 to get one pack of bacon free in every box for the life of your membership plus $100 off your first order. That is butcherbox.com slash human hope and use code bonus 100 to claim this deal. Next up, we've got Give Directly. I've talked about them before. I love that they give money directly to people in poverty. Give Directly is a nonprofit that lets you send money directly to people living in poverty with no strings attached. In the last decade, Give Directly has delivered over $550 million to over 1.2 million people across 11 countries. Listen, why in the world would you want to send cash? Because people in poverty are the experts on their own lives and their own needs. What they're missing is money. No two people in poverty have the same needs. So why in the world would we want to send them the same things? Give Directly gives them the opportunity to decide where the money goes. We can end poverty in our lifetime and direct giving is an efficient, proven and empowering way to help. All right, this is what you've got to do. Go to givedirectly.org slash hope and your donation, this is crazy, will be matched up to $5,000. That's right, givedirectly.org slash hope and we can see this thing happen. Now, last but not least, I want to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. I've been a fan for a long time and I'm still a fan. Not only me, but my family's getting on the bandwagon. Some of them are stealing my Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is what the most nutritional way that you can get all of that nutrition that you're missing because you're not eating the greens on a regular basis in your body. It is proven by science. It's been proven by a lot of people that have been using it for a long time to restore their health, myself included. So I want you guys to jump on the Athletic Greens bandwagon with me. And you can do that by heading to athleticgreens.com slash human hope. That's athleticgreens.com slash human hope. And they're going to send you a one year. That's right. A one year supply of immune boosting vitamin D plus five free travel packs, which are sitting in my backpack right now. Athleticgreens.com slash human hope. Now back to the sermon. Now we don't get specific. 
And I know why we don't get specific. We don't get specific because we're scared if we ask a specific question, well, what if he doesn't answer? That's why, I'll be honest, that's why. And, but I know that you believe in a specific God because although your prayers may be vague, when times are good, when times are rough, our prayers go from vague, right? To specific. I know, I know. Like, like when, when my daughter had a mass in her lungs, two months before that, I, I'll never, I was praying like, oh Lord, bless my family. But when that mass showed up, by the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I command that mass to leave right there in her lungs, right? That, that's how specific we get when times are rough. But can I tell you something? If we're specific when times, when we're in times of trauma, imagine the miracle signs and wonders that would show up in your life when you're that specific in good times too. Friends, get specific. We serve a God that is so specific. I have a friend of mine named Marcus that knows I love to teach people about hearing the voice of God. And he called me one day and he's like, Carlos, I don't ever hear the voice of God. Can we have coffee so you can teach me how to do it? And I was like, yeah, I don't have to teach you, but that's fine. So, we'll, so we show up for coffee. And he sits down and he pulls out his moleskin notebook and his little pen. And I think he was gonna, he thought I was gonna give him like, one A plus B equals C. This is how you hear the voice of God. And so he's like, okay, tell me. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not teaching you nothing. I just want you to ask God right now a question and he's gonna answer you right now. He's like, come on, man. I was like, no, this is where you, I want you to ask God where you and I should go to lunch. He goes, so I'm going to pray right now and God is going to tell me where we're supposed to go to lunch. I was like, of course. Why would he not? Why do we just think that God answers only the most desperate of prayers? Listen, people think I'm, I'm crazy when I'm walking around the airport. They think I'm talking to myself because I'm like, I'm asking God, should I go to Chick-fil-A or Bojangles? <laughs> it's always Christian chicken, right? It's always Chick-fil-A. That's always the answer. But so he asks God, I said, just ask him. And, he, and I know why he didn't want to, he fought me. I know why he didn't want to ask because he was scared he wasn't going to hear. It's why, it's why we don't get specific. I said, just do it. He goes, okay. So he, he crosses his fingers like this, kind of aims his mouth towards the sky. He's like, dear God, where should me and Carlos go to lunch? <sighs> amen. Like maybe you have to say amen for God to like hear you, right? Like all these rules, right? And so I just let him sit there, super uncomfortable for like a minute. He's like, <sighs> he picked up his phone a couple times, looks at it. Maybe God's going to text him. I don't know. And I was like, finally, after a minute, I let him off the hook. I was like, do you hear anything? When you, you asked God, did he, did he, and he's like, man, no, I didn't hear anything. Like, what does he sound like? I said, well, did you? Did you see something? Did you sense something? He's like, oh, feelings? Feel Everyone has feelings. Like, how do I know if that's God? And I was like, no, do not edit Holy Spirit. Oh, we edit Holy Spirit way too often. We edit Holy Spirit. Do not edit Holy Spirit. What did you see? And he didn't want to say it because he didn't want to be wrong. It's how we work, guys. I know we're human. But I, I said, no, just what did you see? Finally, he goes, okay, I don't know if this was God. He kept putting all these things or buffers around it. He said, but I did see that, that, that Thai restaurant over in Tennessee Titan Stadium parking lot. Thai Phuket. I go, so you prayed and that's what you saw. And he said, yeah. I said, well, okay, let's go. 
So we go, we left the coffee shop. We go to Thai Phuket. We're having a great lunch. Jesus did not appear in the steam of our soup. <laughs> Nothing crazy happened. Actually, we forgot that we'd ask God where to go to lunch. It was fine. So we, we go and we, we leave and we walk out in the parking lot. We're going home. And as soon as Marcus got on his motorcycle, I unfortunately got in my minivan, different seasons of life, right? <laughs> but as soon as he got on that thing, I need, I need you to imagine the most redneck human being you've ever met. Multiply that by 10. And that person came sprinting out of the door, Tai Phuket. This man comes running out. Hey, man. Hey, man, you. Hey, man, you. And he's shaking his finger like this, and he's kind of shaking his head. He runs up. He's like, hey, man, you. He runs up to Marcus. He goes, you're going to think I'm crazy, man. You're going to think I'm crazy, man. You're going to think I'm crazy, man. And we were both like, yes. <laughs> he's like, man, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm th this guy. He's like, you think I'm crazy, man. But do you sometimes work on your laptop over at that coffee shop called Frothy Monkey in 12 South? Marcus was like, yeah. He's like, man, you're going to think I'm crazy, man, but I was in there reading my Bible two weeks ago and you came walking in there and I felt like I was supposed to pray for you, but I was weird, so I was chicken, so I let you go. But then I was just sipping on my soup in here and you came walking in here and oh my God, Holy Spirit wouldn't let me let you go twice, so I chased you out here. Can I please pray for you? Marcus's eyes got this big and I got in my minivan and left him in that parking lot with that weird man all by himself. But Marcus called me 10 minutes later and he said, God answered my specific question. Friends, we serve a God who's speaking constantly. And if you want to be prepared for this battle of life, for the, for the, for the waves and the ocean, the storms and all the things, I need you to know that you have direct access to his voice. Direct access to his voice. His, his prayers have never been the same because he knows that God speaks. So you got to get specific, but also we hear from God when we simply just pay attention. You see, we can ask God, but the beautiful thing about God is he doesn't just talk to us when we talk to him. He is constantly speaking to us, constantly speaking to us. And if you pay attention, you're going to start to see him speaking all the time, all the time. You know, when I first started Learning to pay attention to the voice of God. Uh, my wife and I were on our way home from Ireland. It was like our 15th wedding anniversary. And if you've ever been overseas on the way back, right? Like you are jet lagged, you're broke, you're exhausted, and you're just kind of grumpy. And like, you know, I, my wife was not in the best mood and I'm trying to like cheer her up. And we landed at the Detroit County Airport. I'm like, oh, what could, like, what can I, I'm trying to tell her jokes. She's not laughing. I'm like, this isn't working, but she loves P.F. Chang's. And we land in the air, and there was a P.F. Chang's inside the airport. I was like, thank you, Jesus. So I was like, babe, you want to go get your lettuce wraps at P.F. Chang's? And I could see some, some weight kind of lift off her shoulders. She's like, yeah, let's go. So we went P.F. Chang's. I was like, thank you, Lord. So we're in there. But she's still not, you know, she's still you know, a little grumpy. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm going to tell her a story that I think is funny. Maybe this will make her laugh. So I start to tell her the story about this time that when I was leading worship, my percussion player Forgot his egg shaker. You guys know those egg shakers? So we had to run to the uh, music store because he forgot it, but they were out of egg shakers. They just had a shaker in the shape of a banana, which was a little bit awkward, but whatever. So the whole time I'm leading worship, I'm looking over at my percussion player and he's got one hand hitting on his drum and the other hand he's just shaking this banana like the whole worship set. So I'm telling my wife this story and like 79% of you, she didn't think that story was funny. And I'm like, oh, and she literally said to me, babe, the banana story is not funny. <laughs> Fine. Check, please. Waitress brings a check. 
on top of every check wrapped in shrink wrap at every Chinese restaurant you've ever been to is a what? A fortune cookie, right, of course. So I grabbed my fortune cookie, I cracked that fortune cookie open. I pulled that fortune out. And I start shaking. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, ah. There was one word. There wasn't even a fortune. It was just a single word on my fortune cookie. I want you to tell me what that word was. Banana! (laughs) Banana! I need more. I need more of you guys to freak out about this. I've opened, I don't know, 2,000 fortune cookies in my life. They've all said, here's your lotto numbers. You're going to make a new friend. You're going to make a lot of money. Never one word with the fruit I was just talking about. So I'm freaking out and I turn it around and I show my wife and she starts dying laughing. She thought Holy Spirit was funny, but not me. And this is what she said. She said, we serve a whimsical fun God. My wife is so wise. She goes, if you're just looking for God to show up in the serious you're going to miss half of him. He's a fun guy. He's always just going, pss, pss. that was just him going, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And now, some of you guys would call that a coincidence. Nah. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you have to stop be- believing in coincidences. When you believe that a man was fully God, was murdered, was buried, and then rose three days later, there ain't no coincidences. God is constantly speaking. I actually, I actually took that, fortune home and I put it in a frame next to my bed so when I wake up every day I roll over and I'm reminded what kind of fortune is that come on guys we serve a fun God we serve a God that is whimsical and he wants to play with us he wants us to enjoy life he's not just in crown him with many crowns I mean that's fine that's good he's there he, he was here during worship I was weeping but he's also out there he is outside of these walls these walls, these walls are a great building, but this is not the church, right? Like you guys, are, he's out there speaking to us every day. So when he speaks to us, when he, when he begins to speak to you, can I tell you what's, what's going to happen? You're going to start to hear the voice of God, and then he's going to begin to show you things in your life that you've got to work on. He's going to start showing you things in your life that you've got to battle. The beautiful thing about the battle is that it's already been won. Right? We don't have to roll up our sleeves and strive. He has already won. So he's won the war. We got, we got these battles. We got to fight. But we don't, I mean, fighting them, honestly, is not that difficult. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. The belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. We've got all we need to battle right here. So when he, should, when, when he starts out speaking very specifically to you and you're like, okay, Lord, now I know what I got to battle. Now I know what, what I got to do. Let me tell you how uncomplicated the battle is. It's not that complicated. We're, we're going to actually sing in a few minutes exactly how we battle. You guys love that song? This is how I find my battle, right? We, oh, man. We, we, you're about to go there. But listen, I loved it when Upper Room Worship wrote the verse for that song. Because like we would sing just the chorus, and I was like, well, how is how we fight our battles? Like what it, but this is what the verse says. There's a table that you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies, and my weapon is praise and thanksgiving. This is how I fight my battle. Well, what do we praise with? What do we thank with? Well, with the word of God. Again, this is it. 
You know, when I, when I look at the way Jesus prayed, this is how we fight our battles, right? Jesus, you, can, you go in the gospels, you can test me on this. When you look at how he prayed, Jesus never prayed the problem. Jesus only prayed the promise. Now take a look at your prayer life. And, and, and this isn't me calling you out. I'm just saying, look at how you pray. And are you praying the promise or are you praying the problem? You see, when this hit me was when I realized I used to struggle with anxiety, depression. Like I was pinned down with anxiety for many years of my life. And, and my prayers were, oh God, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh God, I'm so anxious. Oh God, I'm so worried. Oh God, I'm so depressed. And although I definitely believe that God can hear those prayers, when I switched from praying the problem to praying the promise, my prayers began to sound like this. They weren't, I'm so worried. I'm so depressed. I'm so anxious. I'm so overwhelmed. I would open up the word of God. And my prayers was, I am the body of Christ. Satan has no power over me. I overcome evil with good. I am of God and have overcome him. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fear no evil for you are with me, Lord. Your word and your spirit, they comfort me. I'm far from oppression. Fear does not come near me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. For my righteousness is of the Lord. Whatever I do will prosper. For I'm like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water. Can you feel it even right now? Those are the promises of God. That's how we need to pray. So next time you are bound by trauma and you feel like the enemy has his fingers around your neck, you declare the truth of the word of God. Friends, that is how we pray. That is how we battle. We've got it right here. Pray the promises. Again, I, I believe that there's a lot of things in the natural that are helpful. Again, when I was struggling with anxiety, I did all the things in the natural, right? I exercised. I changed my diet. I went to therapy. I took medicine. I did all these things that were very helpful, but those things aren't hopeful. You see, our help is in the natural, but our hope is in the supernatural. That, this is how we fight, okay? All these things are very helpful, but they can only get you about 60% healed. And I'm also here to tell you guys that I am 100% completely healed of all anxiety in my life. It is gone. It's gone. And, you know, a lot of people, especially in the Christian circles these days, they don't like me to say that. Because a lot of us have made, like, like friends with our afflictions. We, we made friends. No, I, I don't know if I can ever be healed. No, you can be healed on this side of heaven. It, it, healing is available. Will it happen? Who knows? But it is available. So why not pray for that? Why not battle for fullness, not for halfness? Okay? We were created to battle, and to hear from God. And we were created with his strength inside of us. The word of God is living and active. It is available for us constantly, all the time. I don't know how he thought I was going to preach a message in 30 minutes. So I may go an extra few minutes, but listen, I want to let you guys know. I know there's people in here watching online that, that you're, you're hearing this and you're thinking, I just don't know, man. I've tried to hear God. I've tried. I just can't hear him. I'm, I'm here to tell you to just trust me. One, just try it one more time. Like today, lean in and ask him a specific question. Something that you've been wondering around, write it down. It may be in a song. It may be a crazy man running out of a Thai restaurant. 
It may be, it may be, who knows what it'll be. It may be in a fortune cookie, but God will speak to you today. Today, he will speak to you. And, and sometimes we, we can take a look at all of these things. Like, okay, I got to be specific. I got to pay attention. I've got to pray the promise, not the problem. A, but it's not A plus B equals C. It's just you take all these things and you just start living like the word of God asks you to live. And I promise you, you're going to start to see abundance happen in your life, no matter what your situation looks like. Now, there's a word picture I want to get you guys to see, and we'll end with this. This is what, what I think it's going to look like when all these things start to click. You see, yes, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some practice. And you may pray specifically and not hear something. And I'm going to ask you to pray again specifically because you may not hear. And, and it, it's not just going to be like right away, but it could be. And the more you go at it, the more you're going to start hearing him, the more clearly you're going to begin to see his abundance. My family and I, we were camping in the high Sierras. And the kids, the, the kids had gone um, inside their tent for the night. It was just my wife and I having a romantic moment by the campfire. We, we had our own tent, FYI, for you new parents out there. Do that when you go camping. Put the kids in their tent. We're by our tent. Romantic night. Stars in the sky. They're the most beautiful things you've ever seen. There was like 30,000 stars in the sky. I'm, I'm putting some lines on my wife about her, her eyes and the stars. I don't know what it was, but whatever. And she stops me as I'm putting on the moves. He's like, hey, 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 look at the stars. Can, can you go take a picture of the stars? I was like, no, but okay. So I walked over to the picnic table where her camera was. And she's got one of those fancy cameras, right? With the buttons and the dials and the knobs. And I don't know how to use that thing. So when you don't know how to use a fancy camera, what mode do you put the camera on? All auto mode, right? Automatic. Now, why do you put it on auto mode? Well, because it's going to take a picture. So I put it on auto mode. I aimed that bad boy at the sky and I took a picture. And I walked over to my wife. And I said, babe, I took a picture of the 30,000 stars. And this was the picture that I took. You can laugh. That's okay. There's like seven stars in that picture. And she goes, babe, <laughs> like I know, you know how expensive that camera was? I know that that camera can take a picture of the stars. I was like, yeah, I know it can, but I don't know how to do it. She goes, I know you don't know, but let's stars are so beautiful. Can't you text a friend that does? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So now the romantic moment is way over. And I'm texting my friends in Nashville, my professional photographer friends, asking like, so I texted my friend Jeremy and I was like, Jeremy, Heather wanted me to take a picture of the stars. There's thousands of stars in the sky, but I took a picture and there was only 13. What am I doing wrong? And he said, is the camera in auto mode? I said, yeah. So what he said, he said, you cannot capture the abundance of stars in auto mode. It has to be in manual mode. I was like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, but I don't know how to do that. Like, I, I'm not a professional photographer. He goes, I know you don't know how to do it, but if you listen to what I tell you, I promise you're going to capture it. This is what you got to do. You have to find the ISO. And you have to get the ISO and crank the ISO from 100 to 12,000. I'm like, what's an ISO? So it took me 15 minutes to find this ISO and I finally found the ISO and I took a picture. Now it's completely white. I said, nope, that didn't work. He goes, no, you're not done. Then you have to find the aperture, which is also called the F-stop. And you have to crank that thing down from 8.2 to 1.2 so the lens, the iris goes that big and then all the light can invade the sensor. But that's not it either. Now you have to slow down the shutter speed from 1 30th of a second 
to 30 seconds so that all the light can invade the sensor and then the light can get in there. But if that's the case, now the shutter's wide open. You can't hold the camera because then it's going to be blurry. So you have to put it on a tripod. Then you put it on a tripod. Then you have to download a remote trigger on your phone because even if you touch the camera, it's going to be blurry. And I just want to picture the stars, right? Like, why does it have to be so complicated, right? So I tried what he said and I failed. And I tried what he said and I failed. And I tried what he said and I failed. Until finally, one hour and 10 minutes later, I took a picture and this was the picture that I got. Friends, let me let this picture preach to you for a second. Can we put the other picture back up if you don't mind? So many of you are walking around saying, look how good my God is. Look at the 13 stars that he has for me. I am here to tell you, when you leave auto mode and you move to manual mode, can we put the other picture back up? Your God has 30,000 stars waiting for you right now. This, this is what is available. Stop walking around celebrating 13 stars when your God has 30,000 stars for you. Friends, this is it. No more living halfway. No more living life to the half. Life to the full. Holy Spirit, right now, there are people in this room that have not seen more than 13 stars in their life. This is what I pray, that you peel back the layers from their eyes and allow them to see the fullness and the abundance that you have for them. May they begin to get so specific with you. Holy Spirit, I ask very clearly, that you allow someone that has never heard your voice to hear it for the first time today. Move us into a space where we get to run around telling the world that our God is so good. Allow us to step into the truth that we have won this battle by the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in our life. May it be only about the gospel, for it is in the name of of Jesus Christ, that every believer in this room has shouted this word. Amen. Let me hear you. All right, Human Hope fam, that was a little different. I know it was, but hopefully it, uh, it maybe opened your eyes to a few things. Um, obviously, you know, like Preacher Carlos came out a little bit there and um, it's okay. It's okay. Listen, I'm not ashamed of Preacher Carlos. I'm not ashamed of what I believe. Again, understanding that this is a space where um, everyone's welcome. So thank you for being here. And thank you for trusting me enough to let me tell you what, what has healed me and how I've gotten wild again. Um, if you want to um, see the, the pictures, the photos at the end of that, um, just head over to transformations church website and uh there you can find um my message you can find where i think it was actually august 1st 2021 so almost a year ago today um year ago 10 days ago um you can go on the youtube page and you can you can see it yourself just just the image of the stars itself was enough to i think propel many people in the room to being like you know what at least i'm gonna give it a shot at least I'm going to give it a shot. And that's all I hope you do because wild is waiting for you. 
You don't have to live mild. You don't have to live numbed. You don't have to just live at 60%. You can get to life to the full. And I, um, I'm praying that that's what happens. All right, fam. So that's it. I think, I think this is the feel of how we need to end this week's episode. Just with me saying, I believe in you. I'm going to pray for you. Let me just pray right now. God, I just ask right now that if there's anyone that's having uh, any doubts or reservations, I don't know, man, maybe this worked for you, Carlos, but it ain't working for me. Lord, I pray that you just surprise them, surprise them this week, surprise them right now, surprise them literally like in the next 30 seconds, just surprise them with a thought, with a call, with a message, with something that shows them that you are indeed wild and that is what you have for their lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for letting me have church for a few minutes this week on Human Hope. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Human Hope Podcast.